welcome 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 hey y'all hey this is dr samaria if you're this is your uh, first time watching this wherever you're watching this or view this from because i do have a podcast on a separate channel um who am i other than your favorite therapist <laughs> okay maybe i'm not your favorite therapist but it'll be all right in my mind i am i'm a licensed therapist i've been in the mental health over 16 years um I have written over 60 books. I'm at 65, I believe, at this point, I believe. Okay, I just um, completed another one. Uh, well, these are workbook journals. Um, I just released a book called Esther's Grace, and I just completed uh, the workbook for that. And then I have another one that I'm coming out with. Hopefully, it'll be done before the end of the year, girl. Aha! Let me tell you I'm obsessed with writing, but that is going to be a workbook journal for emotional healing. And it's going to be um, in response to the shadow workbook. I had some workbooks that I've done, but I wanted to do another one. The Lord told me to do another one. And um, that's going to be good because we all know the shadow workbook is demonic and we don't do demonic. And so there are other alternatives and I'm going to throw my name in the hat, so to speak, and give you an option. But I've written a lot of books. Um, I am... An entrepreneur. I have my own private practice. This is where I located. I am located right now. Uh, I am located in Greensboro. You say downtown Greensboro, but we are not actually in downtown Greensboro more y'all. That's <laughs> we are at a different location because I just moved and this is my office. And I want to thank y'all for viewing my other last one where I made the official announcement that I am a full-time entrepreneur and I give you some tips. I didn't, that I, that was not my favorite video because I, I don't know if I was excited or nervous or what, but I felt like I was rambling. Anyway, um, that was the, that was the last one. That was the one prior. Uh, the one that you should be available right now is called the Jezebel Spirit. I'm actually pre-recording this because I just recorded when I have time. And um, one day I'll do some lives, but I like pre-recording stuff uh, and like, you know, that whole thing. So I do thank y'all for joining. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, y'all. I'm so close. I'm so close to my thousand. Like, I'm like, I think I'm like quite like 40-ish something to being my thousand subscribers on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe, y'all. Don't be just watching. Subscribe. Today we're going to talk about, we're going to switch gears from um, the mental health world. Uh, we're going to do your exit strategy and, um, and and what that means, how to plan your exit strategy. Um, exit strategy is not just something you do physically. It's something you do emotionally. You know, how do you exit a, uh, a relationship? How do you exit uh, life? Because life has transitions. You know, you transition from your 20s to your 30s. You transition from leaving your parents' house to living on your own. Life is full of transitions. Uh, how do you do that? And and, and what is your heart posture? Uh, and I'm going to talk to you about how you should always transition with integrity. Uh, one thing that I have observed and I continue to think about is sometimes people transition in a wrong way. Uh, they transition out of places and spaces that God has ordained for them, going to the next place, looking for opportunity in places God never told them to go. I'm coming for you today. God ain't never told them to go. And then when you get to these places that you have decided on your own, the glory, the manifestation of God's promises or his anointing does not fall fresh because you're out of place. Uh, and so um, I pull no punches, y'all. I pull no punches. I'm, I'm a nice person, but I like to tell you the truth. I don't believe in I think at some point in time, uh, we all need to hear truth. This truth is going to set us free, but the truth is not always feel good. 
And uh, sometimes um, we we can be, and we are becoming a people who are very sensitive. Uh, we become people who are very insecure. And I mean, and, and we want people to coddle us. And so uh, even if someone says something in a nice way or kind way, um, there's a spirit of offense that comes. But I want to tell you something that the truth is what we need. And the best place you can do, the best thing you can do someone is tell them the truth. Now, how you should tell them the truth, <laughs> how you should tell them the truth. Don't tell me the truth and then insult me at the same time and tell me I'm nothing and then make fun of me and then say, I'm just telling you the truth. Because then we have a problem, you understand what I'm saying? And so I say all that to say, uh, you'll find that God will bless you um, in your life when you, when, you, when you learn where he wants you to be and not trying to uproot yourself to where he wants you to be, okay? Oh, it's going to be tight, but it's right. I promise you, I still love you, but I'm going to tell you the whole truth. But the truth, so help me God. All right. So let's talk about designing your own exit strategy. And again, this is for life. This is for life. I've made many exits in my life. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I've told my story. I do have a playlist called About Me, in case y'all want to know about me, because I know I'm, I'm mysterious. <laughs> okay, maybe not, but in my mind. Uh, but I'm originally from Maryland. And so uh, I realized, uh, and growing up in Maryland, believe it or not, I did not like it. Uh, no uh, shade to anybody in Maryland. I do uh, I like to go visit the D.C. area. Uh, I, I got friends there, I have family there. So I do like to visit and go to some of the monuments. And I'm a, I'm a huge history buff. And so I uh, had made plans to visit um, the D.C. area, Maryland, D.C. area, uh, before the end of the year, because I just want to see some of the museums, and that's what I'm gonna do. So, uh, but I'm from Maryland, and so, but all my life I never fit in Maryland. I, I just never, I've just felt like I didn't fit. And sometimes God is preparing us to make an exit. He makes it so we are just so uncomfortable where we're at. We just don't know where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to do, uh, but I'm not supposed to be here, okay? Now I'm grabbing my Bible because just as I was thinking about that, the Lord, I just need to have my Bible out, y'all. The Lord has dropped uh, some nuggets into my life. And so I want to give you some biblical context. And so I'm just going to be obedient. Give me one minute. Um. Oh, sorry, uh, you can hear that rustling. This is my um MKG uh spirit field Bible. Um, but so so I always knew I didn't fit. Uh and I love the folks in Maryland. No shade to anyone in Maryland. If you're from Maryland, if you watch this, do not come for me. I promise you, I still love you. Uh, but this, it wasn't where I needed to be. And so I had to make some transitions and, uh, and, and it was a hard transition in some ways because, uh, I'm a quiet girl from, a, uh, from at that time was small town. Now it's not, you know, with gentrification and, and, and the, and the man upstate, not the man upstate, these big box agencies and big box, uh, developers taking over whole regions. It's not a small town anymore. When I was raised there, it was. Um, by my Maryland standards, not by North Carolina standards. Okay. And so, uh, so I had to make an exit and I was uh, quiet and shy and scared, but I was so uncomfortable. I was willing to do it. I want to give you context. And this is where the Lord just dropped into my spirit. I'm like, okay, Lord, Genesis chapter 12, verse one. And now the Lord said to Abram, this is the new King James version. He says, get out of your country. Uh-huh. Get out from your family so we got two different places you got to get out from he says then he says from your father's house to the land i will show you right but he said then he tells us why so now we got some now god is requiring some big things so we, we read these things in scripture all the time and um they seem cliche because they've always been there scripture has been around for thousands of years it is the true word of god 
and we read this, but I want you to understand the 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 the, the level of uh, of, uh, of what's requiring here. Abraham's uh, parents had passed away, and he Abraham was the oldest son, and so by uh, standards, Abraham would have been the first to inherit his father's country, his father's uh, house, and his father's land. But God said, "I want you to leave all that behind." I'm, we're still talking about your exit strategy. Then he says, I'm going to make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Those are four different things that's going to happen once you leave. He said, I'm going to make you a great nation. When I will bless you, I'll make your name great. And then I'm still going to bless you. Then he says, those, those who support you, when I'm going to bless those who bless you, and then I'm going to curse those who curse you and you and all your families of the earth will be blessed. So Abraham, verse four, departed. I want you to hear something here. Problem is that Abraham is a much older man. He has no children, no biological children. Uh, I told y'all in the last time he acted as a surrogate uh, father or adoptive father to his nephew Lot, but he has no biological children that would carry on the heir after he had gone. So God was not asking Abraham to do an easy thing. He was asking him to do a hard thing. And real exits, the ones that are God ordained, you're not, you don't go out looking for opportunity. You're not saying who's here, who's there. I was, uh, did a book called Learn to Lead This Year and Chosen to Lead. Those are two different books I would highly recommend, highly recommend. And I heard the Lord say to me, Samaria, sometimes people be attracted to a vision they're not even called to. Let me say it again, because I talk fast, y'all. Sometimes people will be attracted to a vision they're not even called to. Why did they leave inappropriately because of an opportunity and their own selfish ambition? Either Samaria, just because someone is passionate about something, a place, a space, or a person, doesn't mean it's me. We're going to talk about your heart posture. So it is very hard. Not very hard. It, is, it can be very um, uh, uh, daunting to be told to do his hard thing by God. And I want you to clarify this according to Genesis 12. He did not tell Abraham where he was going. Initially, Abraham left with everything behind to a place with a promise, not knowing the destination. Talk about, now we understand why Abraham is considered the father of faith. He also, God did not explain, <laughs> there's always, not, my first book ever was called No Problems Without Process and Making of a True Prophet. You can get that at my website. God gives you the promise at the beginning. He calls those things that be not as though they were. He does not tell you the journey, come on, that you will have to take to get to the promise. This is this is how God does us. Can the church say amen? No, no. He don't tell you. He tell you, leave. He don't tell you where you're going. And then he doesn't tell you the process because the process, and we can all get a call. We can all shout. God gonna give me, he'll make me a great nation. Hallelujah. 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 Open door. Nobody tells you about the process, hunty. <laughs> Nobody tell you about that process. But listen, there's no promise. There is no promise about a process. And you cannot forfeit your destiny or shortcut the what? The word process. So I've made transitions from Maryland to North Carolina. I did this several times. Uh, for those who know, I first moved to uh, Greensboro back in my late, uh, when I was 17 years old, I moved uh, for college. That was scary. It was a small town girl from a small town world with a small town mindset. 
but I made it not end up not being able to graduate. So I went back home for a little bit. It was absolutely miserable because I found my fit. And it is hard to go back to a place that you don't belong when you find your fit, right? That'll, that'll preach right there. I've also made some transitions from churches. Now I never left it. Well, I can't say I never. I gave you some examples of stuff I did that wasn't really of God. Because uh, <laughs> I like to give you context and I want you to understand when I come for, for folks, when I say certain things, I've some things I've had to learn through the process of time and wisdom not to do. Uh, but so I was raised in a church, the same church all my life, uh, family and God uh, transitioned me out. And, and, um, and, uh, and, and the first time I had to transition again, was moving from Maryland to uh, Greensboro. I didn't have a driver's license. I was 17 without a driver's license or a car. And so I had to start attending the, the churches uh, that would uh, pick us up. And um, I didn't attend the church that I attend right now, even though um, I was the, the church existed then. I didn't know about it. And so uh, I began to experience other people who had the same God I had. I was raised in the church, but we were we were the one, honey. We were the one. We was holiness of hell. <laughs> better stop sinning. And that was it, you know. And so um, uh, and so I had I transitioned from churches. And then after I graduated, I knew that God would send me back. And I had an open vision. I saw the word carry three times for two times in white, one time in red. I told a very few people the story. Most major transitions in my life, God gives me a vision about. And so uh, I moved to carry after I graduated from Howard. Did not, I think I applied for one job and they wasn't even trying to pay me. I mean, it was a Virginian. I was like, absolutely not. And I, I made that transition. And I remember being scared again. Because uh, now I'm not transitioning to college. I'm transitioning by myself. I remember people telling me, why were you doing that here? I'm a quiet girl. I remember people saying, well, you can't do that. See, they thought when I came home, I came home the first time because I failed. No, I came home because I needed to uh, graduate and save some money because it's very expensive to be an out-of-state student. And uh, so I, I went, uh, graduated from Bowie State University and graduated from Howard University. And then I went straight back to where God showed me, but I had a vision. I had a vision. I had a goal from God. Don't ever, listen, I'm going to talk to you about this. I'm telling you, don't ever, ever, ever leave a place, no matter how hard it is, without a green light from God. And you and your selfish ambition ain't going to get you far with God. He He knows what he's up to, all right? I know what's tight, but it's right. I've learned to wait for what I wanted. I learned to wait on God, even though I wanted to leave. You know, and I've had to leave, I've had to learn some hard lessons, okay? I remember um, when I was working in Cary before I, uh, this is moons ago, this is a long, long time ago, y'all. I remember um, maybe, maybe 13, 14 years ago. Uh, I remember I started working at this community mental health clinic and there was this one supervisor who was, horrible to me. When I talk about Jezebel's, as I talked about in uh, my previous teaching, um, she was horrible to me. She was a straight Jezebel. That woman was wicked. Okay. Um, and um, so I didn't understand why this woman was coming for me. I mean, when you, when you, when you, when you got somebody that has that core, like you are straight, you Jezebel's daughter. She done popped you out, hunty. You are Jezebel in the flesh, hunty. Let me tell you, it'll hurt your heart. I just couldn't take it. So I ended up running uh, from that clinic. Um, even the other staff and people were nice to me. There was this one woman and she made up in her. I'm telling you, when you are a true woman of God, 
you will be tested, you will be tried, and you will intimidate people who have false agendas. Never forget that. It's okay. God can get the glory out of your life, but don't get offended by stuff like that. But I didn't know that because I was immature. And again, I, that was my journey. That was the walk that I had to go through. Sometimes wisdom comes as you begin, uh, as you have life experiences, you know? And so I ran. I never forget. I had a, my relative say to me, Samaria, if you run, from this position if you run you're going to run into the same spirit because it wasn't about her it was what god was teaching me and training me to do in that moment i'm not intimidated by jezebels anymore i'm not intimidated by people who have false agendas anymore i'm not intimidated by these type of people anymore because i had that experience and I, all kinds of things started happening i was having nightmares i mean she was a straight jezebel but i left i ran guess what i ran into <laughs> Someone with the same spirit. And I learned from that instance, I'm not going to leave a place until God releases me. The next place I went to, I remember what my relative told me, Samaria, don't leave a place in offense because God is trying to give you a lesson. Wait for him to release you. And eventually it released me from that. But the lessons I learned have contributed to and made me who I am today because I learned to stick and stay even when I wanted to leave. I had a church that I was with many, many years ago. Uh, prior to the church that I'm with now and um, the church split, you know, and that is a very painful thing to deal with. I'm going to deal with uh, a controversial topic coming up. I don't know. It won't be next, uh, but at some point called how do you overcome church hurt? Uh, and so here I was a single woman by myself. I didn't have any family. So my church was my surrogate family and that church ended up um, uh, uh, splitting for whatever reason. And I remember uh, feeling very hurt because of uh, what happened. Because once you start seeing people, you thought they become your family. And I remember um, the new pastor that they had put in position, a uh, great man of God, the church is still thriving to this day. And uh, I won't say the name, but shout out to him. Great, great man of God. Uh, but I knew in my heart that he was not my pastor. You understand what I'm saying? And I think that it's really important because sometimes you can have someone that's a great person they have uh, a powerful anointing. Uh, sometimes they can teach and they can preach and they can prophesy. But at the end of the day, uh, the destiny in them does not awaken the destiny in you because you are not called. We're not called to each other. And so I remember I left uh, that church uh, prematurely and all the things that begin to happen. And God told me to go back. He eventually did release me, but I had to listen to me. Listen to me, folks. I had to wait on God's timing. I had to make wait on his clearance. And I learned from that experience to always, always exit with honor. Okay. Cause it's not about them, but it's not about what happened. It's about you and your posture of, uh, of authority or your posture of honor. Uh, I remember I had a supervisor, uh, years ago and she, uh, was a sweet woman, very kind one, but she really did get on my nerves. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm talking, I'm giving examples. She got on my nerves. And she had a very anxious personality. Um, and um, I never forget, she she liked me. She took a liking to me, but she was very, she just made me nervous because she was always nervous. You know, you were out somewhere, they just, oh, and they make you nervous, you know, because they just doing the most. And so uh, I remember um, she just kept calling me and I was just like, oh. and one time she said, Tamara, I want to see you. And I was like, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> she didn't, she never knew how I felt about her. Hopefully she'll never see this. Well, if she did, sorry, I'm just, I think you don't. I really do. I just got on my nerves. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I remember onto in my own mind, she, it was, a, it was one of those days, you know, because when you work in uh, uh, with the public, sometimes you just have days. That's how I had my day. And, uh, so Samaria, I want to see you. 
and uh, stop at my office. I don't like when people do that. Tell me what you want up front because I don't want to be thinking something. You know I me. Mean? That's just my, I'm working on it. And I remember thinking, oh my God, she's gets on my nerves. I said that in my own mind, y'all. I never spoke it out loud. I remember thinking, oh, okay. Oh God. And, and the Lord checked me. He's like, he said, you, so you respect her position of authority. Don't you do that. He said, Samaria. I mean, he didn't yell at me, but it was very stern. God, God can speak to you in a very stern way. You, you respect her position of authority. I was like, okay, Jesus, fine, you know. He didn't tell me I was wrong, but he told me, listen, you will never fit. Listen to this. You will never fit. You will never be a fit to be in authority, okay, if you do not respect authority, if you do not honor. And honor can be challenging sometimes when people are wrong, right? But you're not fit. And the position that she was in, the type of uh, work that she does, I do similar work now, right? So I'm telling you, it wasn't about her. It was about God and my faithfulness to him and to honor the position, even when I can honor them, didn't feel honorable in my heart about the person. I said something real deep right there. So I've learned that even though God was going to give me an exit strategy, he's going to exit me. My heart posture had to be correct. I talked to you last time about how, when I started my private practice, I did not take any clients from my previous work. I had a good rapport. I could have easily said, I would not have done it. I think it's considered a conflict of interest anyway, but I didn't even cross my mind. I never said, hey, uh, I had this private practice and I know y'all like me and I have, I have, I said, I accept the same insurance y'all have. I never took uh, any uh, any clients, even though I never signed a non-compete uh, disclosure agreement. I don't, I will never sign them uh, at all when I work at a, at a different employer. I wouldn't have signed those. However, it, I didn't have to sign it because I'm never going to take clients. I built my own practice and I built my own life on the backs, on 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 God and to His drawing people from me. Don't ever now. I, I'm just going to say this because I I'm not uh, a, a a pastor or anything like that. But I have I have people and colleagues and people that I, that are in ministry who start their own churches. Don't ever. I know you can't take people from other people. I I, I recognize that. But always when God is exiting you, make sure you have the blessing of your leaders no matter what happened but don't start taking people from other organizations and other businesses and try to put them in your organization as much as possible now you can't help people what people do you know I like I said I only have one client um that the the company that I was working with they don't accept her insurance anymore and they did that before I left and so she was very adamant. She's like, Samaria, I got to see you. I got to see you. What kind of benefits do I have? And she ended up calling her insurance and they told her my company was in network. That's the only person I see from my previous organization. But they discharged her first because they didn't accept their insurance. It had nothing to do with me. Exit with honor. So let me start by talking about your heart posture. And I'll talk about some practical things. And then we'll be done for today. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. One, your success. This is the this is a heart posture. I want need you to understand that your success in your next season is dependent upon how you handle this season. I'm going to say that again. Your success in your next season is really going to be dependent upon how you handle this season. This is why the scripture says, when you are faithful over a few things, then he'll make you ruler over many things. One translation is ruler over cities. I think it's ironic in this generation. We want to be ruler over people. We want to be ruler over cities. You want to be ruler over organizations and you have not mastered small things. How does that work? 
How does that work? I want to be master over all huge things. And I haven't mastered basic things. We want to major on the minor. We think our gift, your gift. Let me show you something about your gift. Let me show you because there's a lot of gifted people in the world. A lot of gifted people in the grave. Your gift means nothing. Your gift does not qualify you for positions of promotion. Your gift is not. I don't care how gifted you are. You can be a gifted therapist. You can be a gifted singer. You can be a gifted preacher. It means nothing. It doesn't qualify you to lead people because you're gifted. No, no. It is obedience and it is submission to the process and it is honor each step up that promotes you and then positions you. You don't get to be ruler over many things if you have not mastered small things. If you haven't mastered a thousand there, being a thousand there, or being a, you're not going to master being a millionaire. This is why you got people who win the lottery and in a year or two years, they're already broke. Say short setting. This is what happens when we, when we try to sh- uh, stop or, or short, shorten the process. So your heart posture and this is part of your exit strategy. You should say, I'm going to learn. See, my previous organization I worked for, I, I, I didn't realize I'd be there as long as I was, but I always told God, I'm here. I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not going to retire here. This is not this is not my journey. I'm not going to retire here. But I need to learn everything I need to learn here so that when I start my, my business, I can be successful. I honor those people. Even though everything wasn't correct, you'll never hear me speaking negative or derogatory over people. But the reason why I became great was because I submitted to the process and I had to learn. I had to learn. Right? Okay. Never leave an offense. Wait on God to release you. That's an exit strategy. Because sometimes can we people can you be can we be honest here? Can we be honest here? <laughs> Sometimes you'd be like, I know this is, I know doggone well, this is a hot mess express. What the heck is going on here? Sometimes everything within your sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized soul is that I got to get out of here. This is crazy. The stuff I, so I be seeing stuff and I'm just like, yo, are we, we this, this is what we doing? This is crazy. This is bizarre. <laughs> Don't leave because the offense, no matter how bizarre, either you sitting back like, this is wild. Like, don't, don't, don't do it. I know you want to. Remember, honor is the posture of authority. Remember that honor, honor, honor. Um, Never lead because of selfish ambition. I talked to you about that. A lot of times you see people up and doing things and there's no, God has not endorsed it with his power, with his presence, with his authority, with his anointing. It's because, because uh, <laughs> he ain't in it. See, when God endorses you, he endorses you with his presence, not your own. Oftentimes we think we remember we all we all think we're ready for things long before we are. Jesus tried to launch his own ministry at 12 years old, hunting. So did Moses. No, we, we, Moses wasn't 12, but he tried to launch his own ministry. You can have a great call of God on your life. And you think if I just strategize, if I network my way, you cannot network your way into your kingdom assignment. I don't care how many emails and uh photo shoots <laughs> and who you know. You know, it's just not, it's not gonna that's why there's no anointing because you 
you can't network your way into your kingdom assignment. Now, people will endorse you, but God will not. Okay, and when he endorses you, he endorses you with his his power, with his authority. Never leave things in a mess uh, when you do leave, when it's time to leave. Uh, most of the time, you'll know when it's time to leave because the, the brook runs dry, hunting. That's uh, when Elisha um, was being sustained by a, uh, a, a uh, not a sparrow. What is it? Was it a sparrow? Elisha was being sustained and a bird came and gave him food and all that kind of stuff. And then the brook, he drank from a brook. And that was God's uh, sustaining him, right? Um, and uh, how did he know it was time to move on? Because the brook ran dry. <laughs> and you'll find that the last time place if I moved uh, back to Greensboro, I've been in Greensboro over 12 years now, uh, things just started drying up. So um, the church that I was attending, it was, it was okay. Nothing was going on. Other jobs that I had that kind of dried up. That was nothing going on. I had a banging resume and no one's picking up. My lease is going to end. Um, and I had no means to pay. But so I started looking for other places where God was going to plant me. God was going to take me. And so how that, that was just a clear sign. To, no matter what happens, things that should, doors that should be opening up for you. I, I really had a banging resume back then. I'm not bragging. I'm saying my resume was, was pretty banging back then. But in my local area where I was at, in that carry area, nothing was popping off. And I had to kind of reevaluate, okay, God, why? And the doors are opening to for me in this this area, um, but they were not opening for me um, in in that area. So um, never leave in a mess. Close all doors. Uh, I told y'all when I was did my my um, my testimony on how uh, God. Um, told me how I was talking to my supervisor about leaving my position. And uh, he said, you can always come back. And I heard the Lord say later on that day, uh-uh, Samaria, we're going to close all doors, close all doors. And so that means you don't just up and leave. Uh, whatever you do, you make sure you don't leave a place in a mess for someone else to come behind you as much as possible. Close those doors. And if you're uh, like me, a clinician, you know, there's a process that we have to do as far as transitioning our clients, doing warm transfers, making sure notes are up to date, uh, letting people know way in advance. We technically get into a lot of trouble. We can't just up and leave, right? Uh, use integrity. Uh, I said this before, I'm going back over my notes because sometimes I get ahead of my notes, Hanty, okay? When I left my previous employer, I didn't take my established clients with me in order to build my practice. I already built a thriving practice. As a matter of fact, the reason why I had to leave, one of the clear signs that it was time to move forward, uh, other than the brook running dry, <laughs> was because I couldn't keep up uh, with the amount of businesses I was getting from my private practice, okay? And then leave with God's blessing. Okay, remember, make sure. And sometimes we can confuse the two because it's a great opportunity over here. Remember, every opportunity is not a God opportunity. Every open door is not God opening a door for you. And so you just have to make sure that God, this door that is being presented to me, is it really you or is it really me? Right? Um, so count the cost. And this is where it gets real practical. Uh, Luke 14, 28. And 31, let me read this from the, I put it in the KJV version, but I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. Um, so Luke 14, we're going to start at the um, 28th verse, and it reads, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down and first count the cost, whether he has enough 
to finish it. Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish it. Verse 31, or what king going to war makes another king, uh, uh, against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether or not he is able with 10,000 to meet him, uh, who comes against him with 20,000 or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for conditions of peace. Um, the point I make with all that is the scripture is giving us the wisdom of counting the cost. So how does that look like for me in business? Really sitting down. And I said this before and uh, looking at my bill, looking at my bill structure, looking at the cost, the cost of moving from one city to the next. Uh, I prepared a whole year after God spoke to me uh, to, uh, to he, I got spoke to me to move from, uh, from Maryland to, I prepared a whole year paying down all my debts and bills as much as I possibly could on my little part-time job. Um, same way when I left my uh, position at my full-time uh, job at that time, I made sure I paid down all my bills as much as I possibly could. Everyone knows my testimony. I paid off a car after I left. Uh, I made sure I had clearance from God. I looked at my bills. I looked at the budget, how much did it cost me to live, how many minimum clients I needed to see to maintain my lifestyle versus what my goals are. I also looked at my different streams of income. And then I made a wise decision based upon... Um, taking a risk, but a risk of faith, but a educated risk. Um, I, I, and I've said this before. I don't understand people say, I just left my job. And, uh, and, and they kind of just made it seem like they just left one minute and then bam, God just blessed. But sometimes uh, there is a wisdom of waiting. There is a wisdom of uh, counting up the cost. I had to look at even prior to my, my strategy of leaving my, my business, um, leaving excuse me, my, my daytime job, what I needed to do, uh, to sustain all those things. And so I, I would encourage you, don't just up and leave anything. Uh, God is a God of plan and preparation. He does. We cannot use faith as a license to be uh, foolish, you know, or not wise. Remember, wisdom also comes from God. The same faith that comes from God is the same wisdom that comes from God. All right. Last few things here. Don't leave uh, an offense, but that means backbiting gossip. I was watching this reality television. I don't know if y'all remember years ago with Kamora Lee Simmons. And uh, I forget the name of the show. But anyway, there was one of her main employees uh, who was like an assistant. And I guess he was disgruntled with uh, how he's to be treated at one company. I think it was Baby Fat at the time. And so he goes to one of the competitors. And in one of the competitors, he begins to talk a lot of trash about uh, Kamora's company. Um, well, what he didn't know was that, uh, the company that he was interviewing for, they were already friends with her and her organization. And so after they interviewed, they couldn't call her and say, did you know what your employee just did? So he ended up getting fired from both places. I say all that to say, that's how it is in the business world. Uh, and, and I don't know as much about uh, the traditional form of ministry, but I have friends that are there and that's how it works. If you tell one person, if you uh, come into like, like, let me give you an example. So the, 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 the company that I worked for previously, there are other people that work, do the exact same thing that we did. Other clinicians, exact same thing. I know people who are directors of over organization, they do the exact same thing. The only thing that's different is the name. Maybe at some of our, um, maybe some of our, um, forms slightly different but 
based upon the regulations that dictate our uh, field of practice, most of it's going to be similar because we have the same rules. I say all that to say uh, it is not coof. It is not wise to leave one organization and then start talking trash about that organization to another organization. Because most of us, even if we're not friends, we may know each other. We may be colleagues. We may interact with each other. We may have name recognition. Recognition. I know a lot of working professionals. They're not necessarily people I would consider my, like friends, people like beyond work, like we would be cool. Like we all kind of, kind of go like flow in those same kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, we, we, we have similar circles, put it that way. And so it is not wise if you left one place in offense to go and talk trash about another place because you never know who knows who and what knows what, okay? It's the same way in uh, businesses. I'm just telling the T in businesses, don't go into one business talking trash about another business, particularly the business that you're going in coming from. You think they're in comp competition with each other. Sometimes they are, but a lot of times they're not. Um they do similar things. And if you're talking trash, let me tell you how it looks. If you're talking about another organization that does something similar, we know the character of what we're bringing into our organization. And it could be, um, it can dictate whether or not you get hired on, whether or not you get, even if you are hired on, whether or not you get uh, approved for different uh, uh, benefits and resources. So don't leave an offense, but watch your mouth. I said, watch your mouth. Same way with churches. Don't leave one church and then go to another church, talk trash about the other church. Because oftentimes these leaders, these pastors, sometimes it's not a good old boy system. Sometimes they're just friends. Like they're friends. Like I remember the church that I um uh, was a part of when I was in Maryland, like the larger churches, like my pastor then in Maryland was good friends with the guy, with another pastor. They had the same type of organization, similar size. They were good friends. They would hang out all the time. And so you come in and thinking, because they're different, they have two different churches that one is talking bad about the other, and you don't know that. Even if they are, don't, don't, don't do that because it looks bad on your character and it, it denies you access because you think you're doing something, you're being messy when you really just spread a whole bunch of foolishness and then no one's going to bring someone that is messy in their previous place, their previous organization, their previous church. Now we got to come and deal with you over here. It looks bad on your character. Okay. Always leave with honor and leave with integrity. And we backbite and talk and trash about one person to the other. Okay. Because a lot of times, like I said, they know each other. They're either friends or professional colleagues or just have mutual respect for one another, even though they're not necessarily quote unquote friends. All right. That's just good business. Um, when I said pay down your, um, your exit strategy, pay down your debts and count the cost. Okay. Say it again, pay down your debts and count up the cost. Lastly, I'll tell you when your exit strategy is do not exit without a plan. Make sure that plan is something you saw wise counsel about something you have prayed about. And remember, seek wise counsel from people who are in position to give it. I talked about when I started my business, everybody had an opinion, not everybody, but the main people who had their opinion, they were talking, didn't have didn't have a business or they didn't have the type of business that I had. When it was finally time for me to take that leap, I only told one person who was another therapist who was doing the exact same thing I did. And then I saw other counseling, I saw other uh, um, testimonials from other therapists who did the same thing. But I wasn't going to seek counseling from people who, one hair had a fear of nature, did not understand what it's like to walk in my shoes, did not have success, 
did not have successful businesses or were struggling in their finances. So literally, and I'm not trying to be messy. I had people like try to get money out of me, right? And I'm just telling you what it is, but then turn around and give me business advice, but then try to be real unethical about trying to get money out of me. But then you want to give me advice on how to run my business. Like it doesn't make sense. Like if you're so successful, why are you trying to steal money from me? You see what I'm saying? In a in a in a very um kind of sneaky way. But you want me to believe you're successful in business and I need to then in turn seek your counsel about a business that you don't have. You see what I'm saying? We live in a very presumptuous generation that thinks that because they have an opinion that it's an opinion from God and they should give it. Okay? So seek counsel from people from who are positioned to give it. My model is, and I heard this from, uh, I can't think of the, the lady's name, but I am not going to take advice from someone I wouldn't trade places with. Okay. We don't pretend over here. It's the real deal. Holy feel. I'm not the best. I'm not uh, a snob. I'm not uh, um, uh, to the creme of a creme of success. I'm not well-known, but I would not take advice from people that are not in position to give it. And again, if I wouldn't trade places with you, I'm not going to take advice from you. All right. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. If you want to look, know Lord, blah, 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 know a little more about me, request speaking engagements and all these wonderful things, go to my website at www.scenariocovert.com. Okay. Uh, my training courses are www.trainingchristianleaders.com. And if you're located in the North Carolina region, I'd be glad to see you at www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. I do not uh, do pre-consultations. You have to go and schedule, okay? Now, I do have, uh, and then I, I do, I'll, 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 I'll tell you what I'm launching in the future, okay? I was going to tell you now, but it's a little too soon. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for back in the day. Another time, another banger, y'all. Bye.